And sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh And sometimes, and sometimes I gotta, uh And sometimes, and sometimes I gotta Coast, 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 coast uh, Alright, so ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Broad View This is Christian and my man, main man, Brian And we're going to be covering an album today So we want to do a weekly album discussion And today's choice is going to be Run the Jewels 4, which just came out this week. And it's really going to be so, like two albums, maybe, right? Because we're going to do Run the Jewels today. We're going to do Run the Jewels, and we're going to do well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Well, Run the Jewels. Go ahead, Christian. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. So, I mean, because we could have did another intro for the next. We're going to do another intro. Oh, uh, cool, cool. So um, <laughs> we're still learning how to do this podcast, but it's all good. So Run the Jewels <laughs> 4, Killer Mike LP. Um, so contextualization. So Run the Jewels obviously is a super group between them two, one from New York, one from Atlanta. You know, thematically, they're, ch- you know, they're talking about just the establishment and racial prejudices and, you know, police brutality, which is all resonating with today. Mm-hmm. And, but they've been talking about it for what, five years now, six years? Yeah. Something crazy like that. So um, this is probably the, I've, I have only listened to two Run the Jewel albums. The first one when it first came out, which is fire, and this one. How about you, bud? Yeah, I, I you know what's funny is <clears throat> I've never listened to a full Run of the Jewels project, so I've always heard their music adjacent, which makes me, like, really a terrible piece of shit uh, because how could I ever talk about hip-hop without um, having listened to so many of these things? Um, but right. I've always known about them. I've always, I've always heard their music. Um, and and the context of this, I mean, it's it's it's... This is, like... To me, this is very much a almost a. It's almost like, man, this is heavy. It's heavy music. It's it's heavy, not in a sad way. It's sad, but it's heavy in a let's unify, let's march, let's go to war way. You know what I mean? Like this is a call to arms kind of to me. Um, so yeah, I, I I never listened to their music though, and it's funny. One thing you're going to discover while we talk about this is that my first, I used to think LP was a better rapper than, than Killer Mike. Just maybe yeah. a better technical rapper, maybe. I, I don't know. You know, kind of how I used to feel about Eminem back in the day, right? Where it's like, I, you know, Eminem is this, this, and that. And now the way I view Eminem is, is more jaded. But now after listening to this, I'm like, man, he doesn't really hold the candlestick to, to Killer Mike. He holds his own. He does a good job providing the, I'm sorry, not to step on what we're going to talk about, but just kind of providing the in-betweens so that Killer Mike can then come out and set the table. Really, like, LP sets the table, Killer Mike puts the food on the table, is the, is how I kind of look at it. Okay. So, a lot to digest. But with with the Run the Jewels album, so I guess let's let's just dive into it. Yeah. Um, well, Killer Mike, you know, I first, you know, got like mostly everyone else got introduced to him through, you know, Outkast and the Dungeon Family and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And it, and you know, his first couple singles were whatever, right? We didn't know. We knew that he had to be able to spit just because he was rapping alongside mm-hmm. Outkast and the Dungeon Family, and you know, they co-signed him something crazy. Um, but it was cr- it was nice and interesting to see when Run the Jewels came out and him get a new light, and then mm-hmm. you know eloquently able to address issues um and then with lp i never really heard of him prior to this but i know that his discography is production you know he's responsible for all that niche you know hippity hop like boom bap old school that tries to preserve the hip-hop so i think right there is 
you know, what you kind of talked about, and we're going to dive into the tracks right now, but the the balance, right? Mm-hmm. See, when after listening Run the Jewels, the issue is, is it becomes preachy, and you have to be in a certain mode and mood to listen to a Talib Kweli, a Mo's death. Yeah. Either you're like either you love it or you don't, but you end up appreciating it. But you got to get it. it's like watching a movie, right? Yeah. Sometimes I just want to watch Rambo. I don't mm-hmm. want to think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't feel like thinking, yeah. and I don't feel like watching it. But in these days and times, you know, especially there was something that like we discussed on Twitter a while ago, where it's like Nina Simone says, like, you know, it is the artist's job to to commentate on social issues and what's happening. So this is very necessary and very poignant in this day and age. So let's talk about it and in terms keeping up with the chemistry. So Yankees in the Brave episode four. So it took me a second to understand what was happening. But Yankee obviously represents LP from New York, the Yankees Mm -hmm. uh, baseball team, Atlanta Braves. Mm -hmm. So they're going on an epic episode together. It was just an introduction, right? There wasn't really any music, was it? No, yeah, yeah, no, no. This is a track for sure. Um, Okay. It really, it kicks off. I mean, this, so one thing about this, this album, I don't know that we're going to break this down track by track. I mean, we can't. No, no, no. Um, I'll just give you a preview, maybe of some of the lyrics once this shit starts updating, but, um, so LP1, LP, yeah, he, he, if I'm not mistaken, he's cool with dudes like j the Damager and, right. um, uh, who's the other, um, uh, there's, there's a couple of names that are escaping me right now that are all from New York, all can wrap their ass off. Uh, and actually, I think these dudes are also adjacently cool with battle, like some of the battle rap side guys, like the Iron Solomon and um, the other battle rapper. I can't remember who retired and came back and got washed by this, but that's not important. Um, and he, like, they're, they're all cool with that. It's kind of that backpack rap almost, but not really because it, it's a li- it's like a little bit different, um, like a little more dirty sounding, like the boom bap backpack right. cross right. Uh, of music. Um, and actually, you just fucked me up with the Yankee and the Brave because I had no idea what the fuck this was based on. Uh, but you just broke that down. And again, this is just you again being better th- than me. Uh, and I am the rapper. Um, but yeah, they come in hard, no question. Um, let, let, me, let me ask you a question real quick. Yeah. For, first of all, yeah, to your point. So this this is about a conversation we had too previously about which you open my eyes to. Favorite and best don't equal each other, right? And took some convincing because I disagreed. How could you think something was the best but not it not be your favorite? And then I forgot how I convinced myself of this. Uh, you were never going to convince me. It only took me six years to get to this point um, or something like that. But... This is a little bit different to me than the Talib and most Def. And it's not because of LP. It's because of the production, I think. I think that's what it is. That's what makes this album so listenable. You know what I mean? Like, you can really bump this. Like, if you just want to play this because of the beats, you could just get the fucking instrumental CD of this and play it. The beats are incredible. Um, So I guess I don't have a question to ask. We we agree. I mean, the the beats are, are hard. What do you think? What let's ask, what's your favorite song on here? What do you think is your favorite song? So before we do that, I, I okay. just, let's just let's just talk okay. about the album, right? So like 
what I've liked so far, like about the album, and I wasn't going to really go track by track. Yeah, but yeah. what I noticed about the first couple of tracks, they do that old Jadakiss style piece thing where they'll like one person will rap two bars and yeah, the next yeah. person will jump in. So I felt like the chemistry was out of, you know, yeah, it was insane. So obviously tracks one, two, and three, they're just doing their thing, jumping back and forth. Um, and the beats um, that stood out to me, like for track four, the holy, like if you get an opportunity to listen to that instrumental, they do a yeah. beat switch. And that's when um, Killer Mike's verse is insane on that one. You know, but I still can't seem to escape the panic. PTSD, Streets did the damage. So he's basically talking about like the stuff in the past and how, you know, living in the hood is a form, like kids and us and people just do have a sense of PTSD that's never really acknowledged and we're desensitized to so many things. So I think that that was so eloquently said. Um, where he says in that whole part for one minute, let me be candid all the way down. So mm-hmm. it's just like, I thought it was like an awesome way to like address that. And it's yeah. just like, those are some issues that need to be talked about. I think, um, and then from a, from a technical rapper side, mm-hmm. he does this a couple of times in this album that I love is I love sometimes when a rapper. So, so let's just take the first four, the, the first uh, two bars up here. I don't really know how people count bars. Everyone does it differently. Right. Bitch the payback, allow me to state that. All that fourth back, we don't play that. You want beef, bro, just state that. And we stake that, fry and bake that. I love when a rapper just says, fuck it. I'm going to take, I'm going to go less wordy. And I'm just going to do internal rhymes and, and rhymes at the end, right? I'm just going to mm-hmm. just rhyme a bunch of shit. But not in a way that is like that in the middle of Little Italy, like Ponyo's no. or how Eminem does. I'm going to mm-hmm. talk. I'm still saying things. It's almost like that. When you're talking to somebody and you accidentally rhyme some shit, you're like, oh, that rhymed by accident? That's what right. this is. And he does this a few times in this album um, where where because of – and rappers talk about this often. Because he's from Atlanta, the way he talks and the way he speaks and the way they uh, – the way – you know, just the, the way they – I forgot what the word is I'm trying to say. But colloquially, the way that they can rhyme things that I can't rhyme. You know what I mean? So sometimes you can read these lyrics and may not see certain rhymes, but when you're actually hearing them spit it, all of a sudden there's more rhymes internally than you realize, which is what really gave me, by the end of it, I was like, damn, he's a better rapper than I've given, I've ever given him credit for. Um, sure. But, but it's just something I want to point out, because while I didn't necessarily, this wasn't one of my favorite songs, when I, they, to your credit, this last verse, I love that. You want Beef Bro to state that, and we state that, like, it's just like, man, this shit is hard. It's just hard. Yep. You know what I mean? A lot of the tracks on the, this album, just like, it's just neck breakers. You're just like bobbing hard. And that's what I could appreciate it. Um, and, but like towards the middle of the album, a lot of the beats are kind of slowing and sounding the same. And that's the problem with the boob amp sometimes. It's like, all right. Because, you know, and when it first, hip-hop first really started, it was all about the scratching. So mm-hmm. it didn't really matter about the beat. It was about what was like the details that were happening amongst the tracks. But... I think there's two songs that I do want to talk about from this album. Okay. One is track six, um, Killer Mike's verse. I think this is going to be my favorite verse on the album. Track Walking in the snow. Walking in the snow, track six. Oh, track six, track six. I'm sorry. So track six, I do want to, I wanted to talk to you about that. And then track 11 would be the other one I want to talk about. I think we both, um, there's one part that did speak to both of us. But there track is 11 few, is special, so we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. definitely get there. <laughs> so, yeah, track six, um, 
Which this it's, this it's, hook is even though this isn't my favorite hook. Yeah. Um, on the album, this hook is hard. Here's Killer Mike's first. Yeah. So if you scroll down, so, all right, right here where it starts. Yep, they sorry. promise education, but really they give you tests and scores and they predict in prison populations by who's scoring the lowest, right? Yeah, yeah, sorry. So usually the lowest score is the poorest and they look like me and every day on evening news, they feed you beer for free and you mm -hmm. numb. So this is like, wow. Like this might be my favorite verse, maybe my favorite song on the album. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, I've been saying this. And it's mm -hmm. cool to hear someone rapping and saying, because I'm obviously a teacher and I'm seeing it from the first hand because mm -hmm. I've had conversations about you know, not like about laws being passed where they are privatizing schools. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, and the and the argument being, well, you know, if the kid is really intelligent, they should be able to choose to go to the better school. And the problem is that the kids that can't afford it um, are going to a school that's getting even less funding mm -hmm. and they're just getting packed even more. So they don't even, that gap is happening even worse and worse and worse. And then they're tracking you oh, this kid is dropping out in high school because mm -hmm. they don't see the point or middle school, so they're tracking you to go to prison. And it just also happened, that's that systematic, um, right. well, one aspect of the systematic failure mm -hmm. that's been happening for poor people in general mm -hmm. and specifically minorities. Mm -hmm. um, and he also says, and every day on Even News, they feed you fear for free and you're so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me. And then, you know, they talk about it. And you're so desensitized from because you're so and that's like the scariest thing about like mm -hmm. the social media it's like we're so used to watching the fight compilations and death mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff that you're kind of like oh okay someone else died and you know the last part the most you give is a twitter rant and call it a tragedy but you know you robbed of your empathy mm -hmm. and replaced it with apathy you're like you know and that's the big thing is like the activism has left in this yeah. new age because we're just like i'm gonna just do a hashtag but you're not, if you're not going out there and actually doing anything, that's the difference between the generation before yeah. us that actually went out to get change. Yeah. Um, I just think that this verse was so raw and so true, so much truth to it and very intelligently done. And like, it's, you're bobbing your head to it, but learning at the same time. Yeah. He, um, so, so as from a, from a technical aspect, this is not one of my favorite verses. Um, I think there are times when a rapper is just like, I need to say I'm gonna. I need to say something, and I don't necessarily care that it won't be the best sounding rap, mm -hmm. right? And the way it's not rapped poorly. Don't get me wrong. Nothing on this mm -hmm. album is rapped poorly by any standards. But from this album, this verse stands out to me because of what's being said, not because of how it's being rapped per se. Uh, even like truly the travesty. Like the the there's like a amongst rappers and writers you know, they joke about like the tragedy, travesty, magically, like those rhymes are just, have been used so many times now that it's just like casually battle me and fatality and all that. Uh, no one would rhyme that way. But when you need to get the message out, when you need to say a thing, it doesn't fucking matter. And this is, it's important because I think a lot of people don't know the difference between empathy and apathy. Um, as as simple as that might sound, and to a lot of people who might hear this, and what he's saying here is like, the most you give the Twitter rant and call it tragedy, but truly the travesty you've been robbed of your empathy, right? Because that's the truth. And this is exactly back to the conversation I had when I did the BLM podcast, where I talked about whether we should still be seeing these videos. And, and I, you know, th there's a debate about that, right? But the point being, if you're on Twitter, and you're seeing these videos, 
how do you get desensitized and you're no longer empathetic to what's happening because you're seeing it happen so much. We're just overfilled. And I mean, he's delivering it to a rap audience. You know what I mean? Package, right? We talk about that. How can you deliver the medicine in an acceptable pill, right? To take for someone. Well, in here, it's put a hard rap beat to it, a fire hook, and here's a message behind it. You know what I mean? And that's what he kind of delivers here. Um, so it's, 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 this is everything he spits here is church. It's all facts. You know what right. I mean? But from the technical standpoint, I would say one of the, the, the least uh, pleasing technically. You know what I mean? To me, at least. Yeah. It was, it was simple, but you know, sometimes the most simplest get to the point. delivery. You know, some you sometimes you just need it. You can't be too preachy. You can't be too, you know, dense yeah. and obtuse. You know, you can't be obtuse yeah. about the way that you're delivering something. And sometimes too, listen, as as a rap, the reason because I'm a rapper and I'm going to lean into it, right? And and the point is, sometimes as a Wait, rapper, you're a rapper. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you may uh, not have heard. So sometimes like, I rap. There. Okay. And what happens is sometimes when I'm when I'm writing, right, you get so concerned with making this rhyme as naturally as possible but also not wanting to fall into the tragedy apathy casualty stuff right where you don't want to go with these basic rhymes but again like i said it's it's a killer mike's friday he's just saying fuck it i don't care you know what i mean like i'm trying to say something i don't need it to be perfect i need you to hear it you know what i mean so that's the point that i want to make here yeah and to like i guess to piggyback off your point and i guess partly give ask you a question so i guess like this would be essentially what tupac mastered right yes it's just like that hennessy enemy like he did the most simplistic rap but what was captivating what people adored about him was i'm gonna say a simple message mm-hmm. you know what I mean, or deliver it simply with, with so much death yeah so there's an art to that as well tupac tupac specialty is is getting a message out in a way that rhymed but also what he doesn't get enough credit for, which this is not going to be a Tupac podcast, but what he doesn't get enough credit for it. And I'm going to point to one song, which is Lord knows it's one of my favorite songs. And he delivers in the third verse. He's like, uh, the way he delivers this thing, he's kind of like, I, he just delivers it in a way that his voice inflection is special. That's his other specialty. I would say is the way he controls his voice and his breath is crazy. But, uh, and also to Kendrick, Kendrick is, is a good example of this right here where sometimes Kendrick, will spit things that sound awkward almost because he's not necessarily concerned with making this rhyme in the perfect way and making it so technically pleasing. He's just trying to say the thing he wants to say. You know what I mean? Without further ado, let's get this. Rich, real quick. I do want to say, because I meant to say this back to your call out about him rapping with the dungeon crew. His, his, one of his other biggest call outs is Kendrick. You know what I mean? And we mentioned year, we mentioned last week, who was the LeBron to Jay's MJ. And we didn't mention, even though we've talked about this in private, that it probably is Kendrick. And that Kendrick has co-signed Killer Mike. And that's like LeBron going out and saying about Dame Lillard, like, yo, that's a bad dude right there. Like, you need to give him his respect. And that's kind of what some credit to, to, to extra credit to give the Killer Mike here. You know what I mean? Like, he has the respect of a lot of dudes um, that more people than I think people realize. But... Uh, so that's your favorite song? I think so. So I, without I, further ado, what I do you my, think is your favorite song? Oh, okay. That's what you were going to ask me. Okay. I thought you was yeah, about man, to... it's, 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 it's about going back and forth, sir. Like, you know, you've talked for 20 minutes, so let me let me help you out. Uh, so what was your favorite song, sir? <laughs> uh, I thought I was me... leading this. I don't know. You know. You are leading this. You have to lead it because I am not good at... at, at I am good at leading. I don't want to talk I about just... this. 
What do you what do you think? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. What I want is a counter at the bottom corner of how many times you like come up with an like I don't know I don't remember the person's name, but that guy. I just want a counter for every podcast that you have that. Oh, that that happened. But uh, yeah, the, the counter. I don't have enough space for the number. You know what I mean for how yeah. high that number goes. Um, what do you think is my favorite song? Let me ask you that. Uh, let me see. Let me look at my notes. What what would I guess? Because it's gonna take me a little bit too long. Um, track ten. Pulling no, the pen? no, it's not. I actually, we'll talk about pulling the pen in a minute. My favorite track. It's actually between two tracks. Um. Okay. But I think it's track two, which okay. I think is also the lead single, I guess, for this album. Yeah. Um, this is so LP typically handles the production, although this is done with LP and also Premiere. So I don't know who yeah. actually is is doing the production on here. No, I think Premiere just has like a they just gave him credit because like they used one of his scratches or samples. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. This fucking beat, I mean, this fucking beat right here. When I heard this fucking beat, let me tell you something. I, I was like, this is this is the preamble of what I wrote and released on Instagram yesterday, right? It was because I heard a song like this and I found the beat that was like giving me this vibe. And I was like, I got to write something to this because this beat is fire. The song is, oh shit, look, they mentioned J. Rue the Day. I didn't even peep that. Pugilistic, my linguistics yeah. or J. Rue the Damager. Um, Killer Mike kills this fucking beat. You know what I mean? And here is the difference. Like, like look, he doesn't seem like he's saying this is hard. I mean, honestly, it's just hard. Everything he says here, first of all, fuck the fucking law. We, yeah, this is hard. This beat is hard. I think this is my favorite song. It's between this and what we, we have agreed on is our favorite verse, apparently, or well, one of our favorite verses, one that you want to talk about, um, which I guess we can jump to now. I think this is my favorite song, or it's track 11. So do you want to jump to that verse on track 11? Because that is also yeah. my favorite verse. Yeah, let's, jump, let's, let's, let's break down the lyrics. Yeah, that's my favorite verse and also has my favorite bar in it. The, my only problem with this, well, it's not really a problem with the song. It, it's just I almost wish that they cut the, the, um, the talking at the end of it. You know what I mean? And made we'll talk it about a it. separate. Okay, okay. Um, so LP, LP does his, so this again, to my point, he, early, held, he held his own on this one. I think. What he does throughout this. Okay. Let, let me ask you a question. We never talked about this. We were going to do a podcast about the, um, about what, what was this album that came out with Jay-Z and, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ding. uh, Jay-Z and what's his face? Um, uh, Jay Electronica. Jay Electronica. Thank you. Where I guess Killer Mike plays the Jay Z role here, even though I thought Jay Electronica did better than other people think. I don't know, but nah, maybe I think he did really well. Yeah, it's just people are doing their own thing, and Jay Z is just being Jay Z. Yeah, so I guess that's right. LP is being Jay Electronica here. He's doing his thing. Yeah, and it's good. You know what I mean? It's, it's technically good. He's just doing his own thing. But Killer Mike, I mean, this fucking verse right here. 
Like, hold on, can we go? Can we go to LP? Like, there's a one line that I did. Okay, think yeah, that yeah. Was very, it was mad dope that from LP. I wanted you give him a shout out because it's been ended up being killer Mike. Yeah, that's so true. I used, to, I, used to, <laughs> I used to want to get a chance to show the world I'm smart. Isn't that dumb? I should have focused mostly on the heart. I was like, man, that's hard. Listen, that's a I hard, uh, that's a hard line. Th- there was a shirt that I wanted to come out with that said, actually, I might pass this off to somebody now that I'm thinking about it. That said, if you focus. Focus on the, I can't remember what it was, but it was something like this, essentially. I can't remember what it was now. Focus on the heart and the art will follow or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, seen, I've seen a shirt like that before, yeah. Oh, you have. Okay, so that fucked my idea. <laughs> and, oh, and, you thought it was original. My bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, you know what? I'm done with you. But that's what he's saying here, right? Is, oh, for sure. Is, and, and this is a credit to him. This is also, listen. Every rapper gets to this point at different times. This is Jay-Z saying, lyrically, I could be Talib Kweli. Uh, this is Jay-Z saying, dumb it down to double my dollars. Uh, it's the same thing here, right? It's, yep. I used to, I wanted to come out here as an MC. I've come to this point, not that I'm even famous or anything, but as an MC, you want to outright everybody. You think that's the name of the game, you know what I mean? But when you start writing music, you realize you, you put your heart in it. Um, LP is an MC. Yeah, the success follows when you're going genuine heart versus arrogant intelligence, for sure. All right, let's get to the nitty gritty. Yeah, this is, so this verse right here, I mean, so remember, and not to make this about me, but but I'm going to make it, this is going to make a sense in one second. We can have a counter for times I do that too. I sent you that line I wrote the other day, right? Every now and then I do that. I write something oh, yeah, I think is so fucking fire that I'm like, I got to send this to Christian. Um, yeah. and cause he's going to, I think he's going to think it's fire. And I, and I sit back and I'm like, damn, there's only a few people I think who could have wrote something like this. This line, the, um, friends tell her he could be another Malcolm. He could be another Martin. She told her partner, I need a husband more than the world needs another martyr. <laughs> there are like, I, I don't know. Nas maybe could write something like that. Um, maybe Kendrick could write something like that. Maybe J. Cole. Maybe J. Cole could write something like that. I, I don't even think so, though. I, honestly, because Kill, Killer Mike's soul, you learn on this from listening to this album, his soul is from a different place. Sure. You know what I mean? It's, he is an activist, right? Like We know he's an activist. Mm-hmm. T.I. showed up to being an activist, and Jeezy showed up to being an activist, right? They were drug dealers, and that's what the, the souls of their music are. Killer yeah. Mike's soul of his music is an activist, and only he could say this this way. You know what I mean? Um, it's funny. I sent this line to someone who, who I'm cool with, a, a black woman, the same one that I referenced on my other podcast. And her response was, it seems like he doesn't listen well. <laughs> and I started fucking dying. I thought that was hilarious. With mm-hmm. um, just a different uh, perspective, because obviously he spits this, but he's out there. You know what I mean? He's out there on, on like the front lines and he's out there protesting. And that's like, that's a line to me. This is my favorite verse for all um, of it. Yeah, What's interesting ahead. to me is that that line, the way that I interpret it was a little bit different. It's like a very underestimated like aspect of single motherhood where, you know, they don't find another man. Like their son is their, like, I, you yeah. know, their son is their new husband or whatever that they're dependent. And, yeah. and, and I thought that, that dynamic, that dynamic was awesome. The way that he, he was able to write that in there. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so yeah well, and, and because this also goes back to other conversations we've had about how, like, uh, we had a conversation one time with some other people about about Martin Luther King, right? Mm-hmm. And it was about, uh, you know, like the infidelity stuff. And yeah. it was like, well, how do you measure if someone's like, uh, you know, maybe not a faithful husband? How do you weigh that against the change he could make in the world? You know what I mean? And that's what I think about when I read this. It's like this dude could be, what is a martyr, right? A martyr is somebody that people flock to. That's what George Floyd is in a lot of ways right now. You know what I mean? Maybe unknowingly or by accident, he's a martyr for this whole movement right now and and is at the forefront of it. Uh, But then you leave these people behind that have to deal with the wreckage, right? And that's what's being said here. Um, I mean, it's just... Man, that's just one of the hardest fucking lines that anyone could ever say. Right. Um, everything he says in here. One, the rapping is is incredible here. It's, it's just fire. Because again, not forcing things. It'd be a lie if I told you that I ever disdained the fortune. And the weight, man, I can't explain this without someone hearing this. Yeah. The beat, this is one of my favorite beats on the album too. Um, and, and, and we'll talk about it in the grand scheme of the album, I think, in a second here. The way this beat is and the way he raps it is that it'd be a lie if I told you that I ever disdained is one line, the fortunate fame. That's another line. But the presence of the pleasure never abstained. Another line, me from any of the pain. Another line, right? It's like he it's like one long line, one short line, one long line, one short line. And that's how it's rhyming. And it's fucking fantastic. Like it's fire. There's only a few rappers who might approach it that way. Um sure. Yeah, I can't say I could go on forever about this verse. This verse is fire. It's my favorite verse. This is it's almost my favorite song. All right. So I guess we're gonna conclude on the discussion of this album, but before that, right? So this ends up being like an episode that they made up, right? Mm-hmm. For the land and the brave. So the outro that you were about to start discussing kind of brings everything full circle. So they were in the stolen and I guess the music video, I haven't watched them coincide with what the album's happening. So they robbed with a bank or something in the beginning. Okay. You know, they're on the run from corrupt cops. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're rapping about in the beginning of it. Okay. And like, he's one of the corrupt cops. And then this is them getting caught, essentially, on the firing squad. And they're one last, mm-hmm. you know, F you to the people that are going to execute them, the firing okay. squad. I did not so, know that. I didn't, but that's fucking fantastic, though. Thank you for bringing right. that to my attention. You see, that's why you're here. And you're good looks. So, you know what I mean? Go ahead. I've been working on it. So basically, <laughs> um, thematically, obviously, this is uh, very anti-police brutality, uh, a lot of social issues, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily anti-establishment, but more like critiquing of the establishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a fire album. I guess in terms of rating it, how, where, how do you think this is going to be a replayable album for you? So here, here's, here's, um, let, let me, this is going to be a tiny bit long-winded. I'm sorry. Just a tiny bit. This album is fire. All right. Production-wise, it is one of the better produced albums uh, in terms of this genre of hip-hop. I'm not saying that if you're a future fan, you're going to come here and be blown away from it because it's just different. You know what I mean? It's you're, just, stereo, you're stereotyping. No, I am. I am a little bit, but I'm. I'm. I'm not talking because listen, I, I. It's not that I don't like Future. I'm sorry, I don't like Future, but I like Post Malone, right? So I'm not. I'm not saying that you can't like Post Malone and you can't like this. But what I'm saying is, if if you're like 
Future and Triple X and uh, and Juice World. Rest in peace to those guys. Uh, like if that's like your thing, this may not resonate with you production wise. You know what I mean? Because this is true boom bap. You know what I mean? Now it's a little more updated. I would say I think this it, it's a, definitely a more updated version of boom bap. It's not as simple necessarily, and it doesn't sound like the boom bap that's happening in a dungeon necessarily how like the older boom bap shit used to sound um my only critique with this album so i'm not a huge fan of pulling the pan but what i thought what i think this album would benefit from is a a on my way home like song right which is we referenced on common b last week which is yeah. common on one verse on in the middle essentially of Kanye's late registration album that would break this up because like to your point it, it starts getting a little bit redundant you know what i mean so if you made this let's make this 10 tracks and you throw in in between five and six a reprieve of common or some a different voice right a different softer voice uh rapping for like a minute and then continue what i think it would have benefited from that now that's nitpicking i i if i had to rate this album like out of 10 or out of five out of 10 i i man i'm gonna go on the high side i'm gonna say it's an eight i'm gonna say it's an eight all right so my final thoughts in terms of replayability so this is definitely an album that you have to be in the mood for mm. um this if you were to be if you've never listened to like political rap or any of that kind of stuff then this would be a great introduction um, yeah. i will say that um for those that do not listen to this on a regular i don't listen to it on the regular um but i like hip-hop and i love all aspects of it so this i mean we didn't even mention like they had who, uh two chains on here who does this thing yeah. we had uh the zach uh with the zach de la roach or whatever yeah. the lead singer of rage against the machine he was on there killing it yeah he so kills one. they did they did a lot in 11 tracks and not a time was not a minute was wasted there's about two or three songs that are pretty much skippable mm -hmm. um LP is the more consistent of the two. Killer Mike just comes in with the haymakers, but he kind of comes off preachy. There's just like mm -hmm. rapping the same thing over and over and over. So, but I would 100% tell friends to listen to it. I would, you know, share it. I would support these artists um, without even, you know, second guessing it. Yeah. So very well done from top to bottom. We got lucky that it was download downloadable for free. Um, so they gave it for free. And if I were to rate it, it would be a seven out of ten for me. I think seven, it was okay. just like an, I, I just how many times are going to play this album over and over and over? I don't know, but I just think on the terms of for what they did, they did it well and yeah. did it amazingly. So I'm going to close it out now. All right. So yeah, I just this one, is a, before you close it out, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to do that, but I did forget to. Oh, for real. Yeah. He's on here, and I'm just gonna. I just want to put this is actually my favorite hook. I don't have to talk about. It. I'm just gonna put the hook. Up here, you can close it out. I'm going to leave it here with the hook and then go ahead and close it out. I'm sorry. There's a bunch of shit popping up right now. With See, this, is what happens. this is what happens when I'm trying to over here. I'm so leave. sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. There it is. Go ahead. Close it out. This is my favorite hook. Close it out. Crazy hook. But so this is our review of Run to Jewels 4. I mean, keep. we're going to be tuning in every week. Drop a comment, man. See what albums. We need help. We want to know what you guys want to actually hear us um, actually do. Otherwise, you it's going to be a bunch of Drake albums. So, <laughs> Yeah. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, you know, follow, support, share. Yeah, you'll see our handles on the video uh, below me, above Christian. 
Um, show love, subscribe, subscribe, smash that subscribe button. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Sometimes, sometimes I gotta coach, 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 coach. And sometimes, sometimes I gotta, and sometimes, sometimes I gotta.